0: Hey there, hi there, happy, happy Wednesday to you all. This is Back from the Brink, I'm Todd Brinker, Aaron will be joining us momentarily. The date is the 9th of September, 2020, the year that was for sure. Um, Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, we, we laugh about it, but this year has just been one hit after another, just one boom, boom, boom after another. It seems like, uh, every time, every, every time we turn a corner, something else going on, something else, uh. You know, It's just, it's been one of those years where, uh, you know, well, let's put it this way. It's, it's already a meme on t-shirts. Uh, you know, there's a t-shirt that you can buy, uh, that's advertised online that says, you know, uh, wine, the glue that binds this 2020 shit show together. And, uh, yeah, that's sometimes it, you know, it's, um. Uh, but on the on the flip side of that is we're all in it together. We need to, to, to just you know come together and, and, and keep on trucking and try to support your friends and neighbors and uh, and you know do um, you know what we can to to manage to get through it all because we've all got to get through it together on the backside. Um, you know um, you you would hope you would wish. That that would mean that there's not people killing each other in the streets. Um, you know, we we talked recently about uh, uh, the mayhem that has been going on. Oh, here's Aaron. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> so yeah i was just kind of talking about the 2020 shit show uh you know and
1: and, yeah
0: really it really is you know it's the the looney tunes theme song for this year i would think you know um and and hoping that we all just you know at some point just try to to get through it together that we find some way of being supportive to each other um you know, despite the, the mayhem in the streets and the, the protesting. And, and, and I hate, I don't want to, I don't want to combine the protesting of social injustice with the mayhem in the streets. Cause I believe there's two separate things and too often they're, they're being conflated into an individual thing. Uh, there's, you know, idiots out there destroying each other and property and, and, you know, burn the city down and yeah some of those people also get behind the social injustice movement but those aren't the same people as those that are doing the the protesting and there are some peaceful protests going on as well uh, but too often as the sun goes down then the the uh, very often uh, young men which is you know not unusual for young men go, go nuts and and there's no no excusing that we need to Stop having the the uh, political hierarchy making excuses for those people and just say, no. you know, that's not okay and we're going to stop it.
1: You have a right to uh, petition the government for redress of grievances. You have the right to uh, peacefully protest. You don't have the right to break things and burn things down. Yeah. You just don't. Now yeah. there's a certain percentage of the people who are out there on the street, and and I don't think it's an insignificant percentage um, who uh, are are doing it because they want an actual revolution. They are Marxist, and they want a Marxist revolution in the truest sense. Um, mm-hmm. And so, or they want to tear down the the social fabric of the United States and create something completely new. And um, you know, they're they're gonna the the ends justify the means in that in that worldview. Um, yeah. And if they're burning things down, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but if you burn things down, you need to be arrested.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And convicted. Absolutely. You know. And uh and and it, you know, it's gone beyond burning things down. I mean, there's there's shooting in the street as well, you know. Indeed. It's like
1: uh I meant like burn down.
0: But yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, destroy. you know. B- burn burn society down is is yes. seems to be the so ultimate goal of some.
1: It's literal and it's
0: metaphorical. Right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, before we went to break, I was going to talk a little bit about or or quickly mention the fact that yesterday was Microsoft Patch Tuesday. There was over 130 security vulnerabilities that were uh, patched. And so uh, if you're running a Microsoft Windows, and I'll mention it on the radio tomorrow just so we can make sure we get even more people to hear it. If you're running a Windows system, be aware that Patch Tuesday is not something you skip. Uh, you want to update that system as quickly as you can and fix those. Now, for the for the most part, um, there was like twenty three of them that were uh, uh, that could be exploded by malware to seize com- uh, complete control of your computer, um, and then the remaining you know hundred and seven of them were others that could cause problems with your computer or possibly be exploited. To our knowledge, at this point, none of the flaws are known to be. Uh, under active exploitation but microsoft being proactive was doing that also on patch tuesday um there were um, some patches uh, pushed out by google for google chrome browsers and uh, um, so, so strangely after having years of tons of patches out each month adobe's flash player got no security updates they have essentially abandoned that product they said that they will um they're going to pull it um, uh, uh, by the end of the year, and Microsoft has said that they plan to completely remove the program from all Microsoft browsers via a Windows update. Prior to that, even so,
1: is it that is it that much of a security danger, or is there a better product out there, or why are they doing that?
0: Well, because nobody's using it. Uh, that was largely the instigation of uh, Steve Jobs. He, when he came out with the um, iPhone and and portable computing. He refused to support adobe's flash player on any of the devices basically saying that it was a security nightmare because adobe there was all kinds of holes in it and bugs in it and it also ran incredibly slow and sucked battery power and he said we're just not going to put that on our our portable devices because it makes for a very poor experience for um our users and so uh, there were, at that point in time, uh, via the standards committee of for HTML, HTML5 had been uh, basically specced out and had a lot of the same functionality that Flash Player provided. It wasn't as good, but it was at least specced within the community. It was now a standard, not owned by one company. And then Apple could have some influence on that spec to make sure that things worked well in a... Um, in a handheld battery-run device and would not suck a lot of battery. And so they made a corporate decision that they would not support Flash. And after Apple took that stand, others soon followed. And so uh, Adobe Flash has sort of been on the decline for the better part of a decade now. And but there fact,
1: are a lot of websites that still use it.
0: Yeah, well, it's going away, so they're going to have to be redesigned that's you know and and there's plenty of tools out there to do everything that you do in flash to serve video and to do animations and stuff now that don't require flash at all and so um you know the the tools are there if somebody hasn't made the effort to redesign their 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 website i mean quite frankly if i go to a website that has you know the little pop-up that says you need flash i just don't go to their website i go somewhere else or find another way to deal with that company or find an alternative company. I, I literally won't work with them. So, um, you know, I will not put Adobe Flash on any of my devices. Um, it's Yeah, it's that bad. So, yeah, it's a mess. And and even Adobe's given up on it after a decade of, of ever-shrinking stuff. Um,
1: so just as I a, remember when Flash came out, it was mm-hmm. the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Because it was well, the only thing that did what it did.
0: Right. It was the only way to get really cool, animated, interactive um, web stuff. It also meant, you know, smack the monkey ads came out, but, <laughs> That's true. but, uh, you know, there were, there's an upside and a downside to all technology, right?
1: I exactly. guess if that's
0: if that's the downside, then we're not too bad off. <laughs> if that's the worst of it, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just uh, annoying. That's
0: it. Yeah, just to be aware too, and I'm sure most uh, people who man- maintain and manage servers, Microsoft Exchange Server, both the 2016 OS and the 2019 OS for uh, Microsoft Exchange, there are several bug fixes for both of those, and those are pretty secure uh, or are pretty um, severe rather, and so uh, they in particular need to have the. The September Patch Tuesday update installed um, so because there have been pretty a number openings.
1: of school districts who have been uh, uh, subject. They've had ransomware and other malware attacks. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of them were using Exchange when that happened.
0: Yeah, I mean it's very possible. You know, Exchange is a very popular uh, email platform, and you know, and Windows is the most popular computer platform in the world. And so, uh, you know, these the you know the the it's it's a constant cat and mouse game right between the the hackers finding ways to to get into systems and and Microsoft and and their community trying to find those those open doors those back doors those holes in their code and patch them I mean Windows is millions of lines of code that has been patched together over years and years and years and um, you know each time there's a subsequent update they introduce more code. And as a philosophy, Windows has always tried to be backwards compatible with previous editions. And so, you know, you can run old software on a Windows machine uh, to some extent. I mean, eventually certain things, you know, if you you don't run anymore, but um, but they, you know, they carry a lot of baggage with them. And that means that there's just lots of code, lots of opportunities for things to to have errors in it and it's not necessarily errors when you're writing code you know you're solving problem a what you may not even be conscious of is that in doing you know that creating that solution you might also um, have made in that code a way for somebody to you know hack into a system that you weren't even aware of because you weren't focused on that problem you were focused on solving a different problem And so, you know, as a programmer, especially for operating systems, um, you know, it's you you have a difficult job because you've got to not only solve one problem, you've got to be careful not to introduce others.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's there are people who make it their business to break into whatever you've created. Mm -hmm. And some do it just because they can.
0: Oh, yeah. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. And and what they found, you know, especially early on, you know, you'll find that these are college kids that are really learning the nuts and bolts of the operating systems and and uh, and so they're just exploring and then they'll find things. And, you know, some of them have solid moral and ethical feelings about the world and interactions with the world and they will dutifully report these bugs and sometimes there's a bug bounty and you can actually make a fairly good living by finding and reporting bugs. Um, but then there are others who will say, you know, there's ways for me to use this and or sell this to people who might want <laughs> yes. it you know
1: you may, might make a better living finding and exploiting bugs. yeah
0: it just just depends on where your moral compass points you know unfortunately um
1: and there are hackers all over the world and they may or may oh, not yeah. you know depending Absolutely. on where they are they may or may not feel any allegiance to anyone yeah um, in, in the first world because they yeah. live in a country where corruption is just normal
0: Right. Well, and you got to realize too, there's a lot of worldviews that don't look at countries so much as companies. Right? They they yep. could care less about this country versus that country as long as they're, you know, comfortable where they're at. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's. I mean, that's why there are things like bug bounties as the companies have tried to, to make it economically sensible for, for. Uh, people who have the inclination and the skill set to do the right thing and uh, you know and it works i mean they 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 pay out a good amount of money every year for for people to point out holes in their code uh and i say they microsoft google amazon apple facebook walmart yeah (laughs) they all do they all have bug bounties and so like i said if you if you're if you have the skill set and are so inclined or want to educate yourself to do that kind of thing, you can make a fairly good living if you're find that you're capable of finding those things um, but it takes a skill set you know it's it's not something that it's not something that you know the average schmo could just sit down and start poking around you've got to understand how things work and educate yourself to do that so yeah, there's a lot to it interesting stuff for interesting. sure.
1: Interesting stuff.
0: For sure. So, um.
1: There's a little chill in the air this morning. It's really nice. Yeah. I mean, not a lot, but a little. It's feeling more autumn like.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think part of it's the microclimate that's been created with the fires. Um, uh, uh, indeed. Um, yeah. but, uh, But you know what? I, I personally will take it. I mean, I. I, I don't wish the fires on anybody, but if we've got the fires, we might as well get a little bit of relief from the heat as a result. Right. So, yes. um, uh, yay for that. Um, yeah, exactly. small, small bit of silver lining. Um, so yeah. Hey, did you, uh, happen to see the story that apparently, and it's not the first time he's been nominated apparently, but that, uh, president Trump was nominated for Nobel peace prize
1: think he should be nominated for yeah. what he did with israel and the uae he's yeah. changing the dynamic in the middle east i think absolutely nobody yeah. has been able to do this i mean this 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 happens so rarely uh, uh-huh. that there are that it stands out when it does happen yeah so, that's the point um, that new
0: gingrich was making was that the middle east thing was big enough in and of itself um, indeed but uh I read another article pointing out that, you know, he's also the first president that tried to open up and try to have some conversations with the North Koreans and nothing's really come of that, but he's he's opened that, that door of conversation at least. And so that's another area where he has, at least from the worldview, I know there's some people in the United States who go, no, we should never talk to them. We don't want to legitimize them. And it's like, well, what do you mean legitimize? They are a people that are there. They don't need legitimization. They exist, um, you know, and, and I think, Better to try to talk to somebody than not, you know. <laughs> you have no idea what they're thinking or doing if they if you're not talking to them. And when you are talking to them, they can be lying through their teeth. But at least you're talking, and you can get a feel for that. So yes, yes. So. Well, and it's,
1: you know the the if they were a government in exile, and you were talking to them, that would legitimize that government in exile. But there is no other government in North Korea. Yeah. So you either deal with who they have, or you don't deal with them at all. And, you know, he tried. But, you know, that's... I, I didn't understand... So Barack Obama wanted to normalize relations with... Um, I say normalize. To have normal relations with uh, uh, North Korea. And mm-hmm. conservatives lost their mind over that. And, but they didn't lose their mind over Donald Trump. I think you at least need to be consistent.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's politics. You know? I mean, that's stupid. Um... <laughs> It is. I mean, it's it's stupid. You know, it's it's people without a moral compass. Their moral compass is what do I think the other guy is going to do? I'll say he says yes, I say no. He says up, I say down. Um, You know,
1: that's just being contrarian,
0: right? And that's not
1: having a a true north or having a... exactly.
0: There's there's no moral compass there. It's just um, uh, anti the other guy, which is. It makes you easy to manipulate you know i mean it really does. It does you know yeah, if i really if i know you're going to be a contrarian and i want you to say down i say up just so i can get you to say down you know it's, it's uh you think it's they would what we think do about to children that. yeah exactly <laughs> um so hey um i also didn't get to mention online but uh i'll bring it up again later that apple has announced that they are going to have a september event on the 15th that's a week from yesterday Uh, it'll be a virtual event it is usually their fall event that they introduce um, phones although there has been some scuttlebutt of course apple won't say anything officially but there's been some scuttlebutt that they will talk about uh, a new ipad and a new apple watch but that they're not going to talk about phones until sometime in october so they might have another event in october uh, just because covid has backed things up a little bit so um, i mean time will tell we'll we'll know next tuesday i guess so, you think they're
1: going to release a new model of, of phone? I mean, you know, next next, mm-hmm. you know, in November. And do you think they're going to have new models of iPads?
0: Well, um, I, I think undoubtedly they will have a new model of phone. Exactly when it is available to us again, because of you know shutdowns in some of their production lines, um, it's hard to say. I mean, they're back at production in China right now, so you know, uh, how much time they lost? It seems like they lost maybe two months ish. Um, and normally they re- release in September, so maybe October, November. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but like the, um, the Apple watch is mostly made in Taiwan, not in mainland China and Taiwan has been pretty, um, uh, pretty successful in battling COVID if you look at the worldwide statistics. So I don't know that they had as much shut down and I don't know where they're building the iPads. And so, um, you know, it's, and they're shifting a lot of their their production to India and other places too. So at least they have multiple production locations. Uh, I think they learned a little bit from COVID and had too many eggs in one basket. And so yeah, um, yeah. So well, you know, here's it's, a thought.
1: why don't you build one in the U.S.?
0: So well, they have some production facilities in the U.S. The problem is again that that the the work is is very expensive because a lot of Americans don't want to do that kind of work. You know, it's standing on an assembly line assembling small pieces. Um, and it's it's tedious, boring work, and so you know. And when the U.S. was at high unemployment or very low unemployment, it was hard to get people to do that. That might be different now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might be changing shortly um, as things start to open back up. But uh, uh, you know, they do have a uh, their their uh, Mac Pro is assembled in the United States. Parts come from all over the world, so. Um, yeah, so I mean Now that's a very low volume computer for them too Because it starts at $13,000 a unit And goes up from there It's a pro computer um, But um, I say 13000 That's if you buy the $6,000 monitor That comes with it <laughs>
1: Yeah, but if you're going to buy the big computer, you're going
0: to buy the big monitor. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy on one of the podcasts that I listen to, John Syracusa, who who waited ten years. He had an old, old, old Mac Pro, and he waited ten years for the new Mac Pro to come out. And when he got when it came out, he ordered one, and he he hemmed and hawed because it was like five thousand dollars for the computer and a thousand dollars for the stand for the computer. And he goes, you know, I can't buy this brand new beautiful Mac computer and then go buy some rinky-dink LG monitor with black plastic, you know, and an LG logo on it. He says, I've got to have the Apple monitor. So he says, uh, you know, he, he, in for a dollar, in for, you know. Yeah, in and for so, a penny, in for
1: a pound.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, he just said, yeah, I'm all in on it. And he bought the big monitor, too. Now, he didn't buy the one that had the micro etching on it, which was another $1,000 that cuts down on glare. He said, no, I like the shiny glass. I'll just stick with that. So...
1: So speaking of expensive things that, don't, that didn't seem to work, or they're at least looking at it, um, AstraZeneca's coronavirus vaccine mm-hmm. trial is on hold. Have you heard about this? Uh, I have, a, yeah.
0: Somebody had a bad a, reaction.
1: They did in the UK, and there's a, a potentially an unexplained illness is what they're calling it. So they don't. So he had a reaction that people can't identify exactly what happened. Right. So they paused it to figure out what's going on.
0: Yeah, because they don't know if it was a reaction to the vaccine or if he just had an illness unrelated. And so they're going to stop everything until they know for sure, which is the smart and safe thing to do. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Do that. You know, don't press forward assuming it's nothing. And then we find out that, you know, 1% of the people who get the the, the vaccine have some horrible reaction that we knew about and did nothing. Yeah, so definitely.
1: There's a, a study that started last week and they were looking at enrolling 30,000 participants uh-huh. uh, in the U.S. And so that one's been halted. Um, uh, studies are also underway in Latin America, Asia, Europe, and Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and those have been halted, halted, So this is routine and this yeah. is what they do and hopefully they'll figure it out.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is one of, uh, of three phase three studies that are going on for three different, um, uh, yes. possible vaccine candidates. Apparently this one, the other two are sort of related. This one works, has a different action, a different method of action. And so, um, this one works a little differently than the other two uh hopefully we'll find out that it's not related and that the person who had whatever the illness is is going to be okay and then they will move forward again and we'll go on but if if indeed there is an issue we certainly want to know that uh before it's in wide distribution
1: you know this is and the and the thing is is that the illness could be completely unrelated to the vaccine yeah um anytime that like if if a uh somebody who's in a clinical trial develops anything uh, from Mm -hmm. leukemia to the cold to whatever it is. It has to be attributed to that in the, in the course of the study. It's noted, it's Mm -hmm. recorded. It's, you know, because that's what it's for. They're trying to see what happens to the body when you're on this and they have no way of knowing initially that whether something was related or not.
0: Right. That's the whole reason they go to the, when they talk about phase one, phase two and phase three, they're just talking about a larger number of people in a test to not only see if it's effective, but to see this very thing, if there are side effects. And and if so, what are they? And, and how severe are they? And they need to understand that because you need to know the risks before you start putting a medicine out to the population. I mean, yep. 30,000 in, in a test sounds like a large number, and it is, but it's pretty small compared to the billions of people that are around the world that might be getting a vaccine at some point, and you don't want to create a new epidemic because of the vaccine. So, so yeah, this is all standard operating procedure and just stuff they're going through to make sure it works. And that's good. That's good. I don't want them to rush through the testing. I want to know that when I take a vaccine that, that odds are, it's going to protect me from something and not do harm. And so, um,
1: indeed. So, um, there was, have you, there's been a little, a, a little bit of media on this, but not a lot. Apparently, uh, what looked like a, started out as a robbery at a grow house, a marijuana grow house somewhere in Riverside mm-hmm. County. Agua, Agua, Agua,
0: Agua, Agua, Agua. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, Agua, I, I said Agua. it. I, look, I had to look it up. It's about uh, 12 miles, 12, 13 miles east of Temecula. Uh oh like along the 79 I think it is and it's and then um if if you turn north it then heads up towards um like Palm
1: Desert oh okay all right so it looks deserty it looks I mean yeah. not like Palm Desert d- deserty but it's like it's like the scrub and and yeah. a lot of dirt and brown yeah, it hills. looks like it's <laughs> about,
0: it's about 25 miles from Palm Desert and about exactly 12 miles from Temecula, it's definitely desert. There's not much out there.
1: There's not much out there. <laughs> Other no, than a grow house, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking, though, because grow houses need a lot of water. Oh, so, yeah. you, <laughs> you know. think
0: that would stick out, you know, unless it's it's yeah. uh, indoors, obviously, I guess, because outdoors, no, but, the plants would dehydrate.
1: Unless they, they have to have a well, because if, if yeah. you're the only guy using all that water out there, they're going to know something's up. Yeah. So, Um, Police say that seven people were shot dead uh, early Monday at this illegal operation in Aguanga. Um, Police say that after deputies responded to a reported assault with a deadly weapon, they found an injured woman, and she later died in the hospital, and six other people inside who were pronounced dead. There were uh, were hundreds of marijuana plants and around 1,000 pounds of pot. Was found at the residence in an unincorporated community. Oh, 18 miles east of Temecula. So, um, yeah, there's still. I mean, obviously, marijuana has had a vibrant black market for decades mm-hmm. uh, in the U.S. And it doesn't go away just because it's it's legalized. So, yeah, that's this is this is what happens.
0: Yeah, it's it's the risks of doing illegal things, and um, you know, obviously, somebody felt like it was worth the risk, and they were wrong.
1: I'm guessing it was a cartel that did it, I mean, yeah. you know, because um, you know they they because the pot wasn't stolen. They just yeah. I think wanted to get rid of their bit, you know, they wanted to take care of people who were moving in their territory. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, did you hear that the Academy Academy of Motion uh, Pictures Arts and Sciences has announced a new set of requirements for films to be eligible in an effort to re- increase representation and inclusion in Hollywood?
1: No, are they looking so, for, for? Kirstie
0: Alley is, has has spoken out so angry about this, but ahead of the fifth anniversary, remember they did the Oscars so white controversy. Yes. That, okay. So what the Academy has said is that that uh, beginning with twenty twenty four slate of entries, they uh, have to meet specific requirements that encourage equitable. This is a quote: equitable representation on and off screen by ensuring more people of color fill positions on a film set, from starring roles to interns and everything in between, according to a press release published online. And Kirstie oh. Alley quickly took to Twitter and said this is a disgrace to artists everywhere. Can you imagine telling Picasso that he had to uh, be in his effing paintings or what had to be in his effing paintings? Uh, you, you, you uh, people have lost your mind. Control artists, control individual thought, Oscar Orwell.
1: I, you know the Oscars have been um, less and less important year after year. Um, no, p- as far as the general public is concerned, people don't pay attention to that as much anymore. They don't yeah. watch them. The viewership is way down. And I know if you're in the business, it's important because it it in- impacts how much you can command for a pic- for a uh, for work. Yeah, you know, yeah. How yeah. it's a money- paycheck
0: thing for a lot of people.
1: Yes, um, but uh, you know, I just mm. I'm, 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 that's just dumb.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hours later, she she tweeted uh, that diversity and inclusion should be taught and taught so well and so naturally and genuinely they become second nature to our children. Uh, but Well, uh, she
1: obviously got blowback that she's responding to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She I, met with know. heavy criticism from her followers taking, with the majority taking shots at her acting career.
1: I I mean, should we... I I like seeing diverse faces on the screen. I like... You know, one of the things that that drives me crazy about Hollywood, and and it doesn't exist in other countries, is that everybody has to be beautiful on the screen. And in other countries, that's not the case. So you get people who may not be um, uh, beautiful, but man, they're phenomenal actors. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is true in the UK and in um, the Commonwealth countries and in in other European uh, filmmaking as well. And... You know, I, that's what I want to see. I want to see phenomenal acting. I want to mm-hmm. see phenomenal cinematography. I want to see, you know, I want to hear great music and see great costumes. And, you know, in the United States, you have a lot of people who are beautiful, but they can't act.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, even if they are beautiful, I mean, they can, some of them can't act and they're beautiful. I mean, it's, it's you know, but that's always been a Hollywood meme is like the, these gorgeous people that are playing, you know, and especially if they're playing like in a historical drama or something. And, and suddenly it's like, you know, everybody is is absolutely gorgeous and you're like really you know you no. know if they really want to they would really want to make change in hollywood then no 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 movies that have a female lead that is 20 years younger than the male lead are allowed to get any awards yeah. that there would you go. that would cut out most of the uh uh you know uh movies in the last two decades uh, at least.
1: Oh, longer than that.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's 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 you know, fifty year old guys with with twenty year old women is and, and and Hollywood seems to think that's a pairing that makes sense all the time, and it, it you know and I've got to think that the actresses are looking at these guys going ew, you're like my dad, you know, but that but they have to act so there there must be really good actors because uh, they sell it, but really,
1: well, really? some of them have daddy issues. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and you know, and, like you know
1: guys.
0: and the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, I mean, it's an ongoing meme about, you know, women in Hollywood, when you hit a certain age, it's hard to find a job. You basically go from being a, a leading lady to a grandmother somewhere in your thirties. Uh, you know, Gina which is, Davis
1: has spoken out very loudly about that. She's a yeah. phenomenal actress. Yeah. Um, but she has been very, very vocal about that ridiculous trend Uh, Meryl Streep railed against it um, Mm -hmm. in the 80s. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, and Meryl Streep is probably the one person you could point to and say, okay, she's continued to work and do high quality work throughout her career, but she's probably, she's definitely the standout in that area. I mean, she's one of the few. Yes. You know, her and perhaps, um, uh, although she hasn't, again, hasn't done as much lately, um, um, oh shoot, she's basically in that same age bracket as her. uh, Wrigley from um, Alien
1: Um, oh, um uh, uh yeah um, well and Helen, Helen Mirren is also Sigourney Weaver Helen Sigourney Mirren Weaver. is also in that category of being a woman of a certain age um, right, who is um, who's still able to work a lot. She's beautiful.
0: Yeah, she um, is. Yeah, although you know, I think with Helen Mirren, she had like a lull. She was really she, she she did a lot of work when she was young and beautiful, and then she sort of hit middle age, and not a lot of jobs came. And then as she got older, she started picking up a lot more jobs again. Yes, you know, I don't know that she worked right through. I mean, I could be wrong. I'd have to go look Maybe at it. Maybe she thing, did but... in
1: the U.K. alone, but she didn't. Nothing that crossed the pond that I can remember.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's Hollywood. That's, you know, the difference between Hollywood and the U.K. is that, you know, an actor can actually have a, a lifelong career there. Because, hey, there's old people in the world, and there's middle-aged people in the world. And, and there's people yes. who just look sort of average in the world. And she's well above average, but... but she uh, is well above average, but yeah. yes.
1: Yeah. You don't have to have... Not everybody has to be impossibly beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically what's happening is is uh, Kirstie Alley is getting slammed for for essentially telling everybody her opinion. And and I don't necessarily disagree with her. It's like, you know, it's like, really, you're going to tell us now who who gets to take a specific role and that we have to make sure that, that we have X number of people of color in every movie or or you're not eligible for any awards. You know, and it's yes. like, huh? Okay. You well, know, I mean, you know. there are there are movies where there should be only African Americans. You know, I I wouldn't. I, can you imagine the, the ridiculous screams people would have if if uh, white people were cast as as uh, playing slaves in historical dramas? It would just be, you know, I it, it's there are roles that fit who you are, and to force feed artists you know a a a set of artificial constrictions about who's allowed to work on your set is silly now i'm not saying i mean that this town amount. i mean it's it's essentially uh, you know setting quotas and and i think that that's i i don't i it's not the right way to do it i think i think there are other ways to go about doing it i think that's that's i i i finding that I agree with her to some extent.
1: Well, and, yeah, I just, yeah. And I I know,
0: easy for me to say as a white guy, right? But Well,
1: yes, but I I just think, I think, especially working behind the camera, it really should just be about what can you do? Because nobody sees you, so what can you do? What product can you put out? How you know do you make the most beautiful costumes do you take the Mm -hmm. best pictures are you the easiest to to work with are you you know all those Mm -hmm. things that you know if you're in front of the camera they have they they you know that they they want a certain look but if you're behind the camera you know it shouldn't matter what what race it shouldn't matter that shouldn't matter at all i mean i suppose it does and that's why they felt that they needed to have this this movement but it's Mm -hmm. just dumb that it does
0: yeah, I mean, how many people have have Jewish shir- surnames that work in the, you know, our producers and directors and are you going to say, well, there's too many people who are Jewish that are behind movies and so now we have to have a certain number of Muslims and Catholics? I mean, you know, where are you going to stop stop? Yep. You know, it's it's the people who are in that business know how to do their business and they will hire I mean, they're in the business of making money. They're going to hire the people who are best at doing their job to make money that's what they exactly. want to do you know it's it's a business and they're you know their goal is to have blockbuster movies and yes. and they're going to they're going to figure out what's the best audience or the, or the best set of people to tell this story to to the biggest audience they can Uh, And quite frankly, that means we're going to see more and more Asian actors because they like to sell movies into China because there's a billion people over there who want to see movies and they want to see people look like them.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) You know, Um, I mean, that's a trend in Hollywood right now is movies that have stories and and um, and are are created with the idea that, you know, we will get X amount of sales in America, but we're going to get twice that in China or more. And so. Uh, And in fact, uh, there's been articles written about uh, movies that have been edited such that they don't offend the Chinese government because the Chinese government will block them for what we would seem seemingly minor things. Like if there's an Asian character who gets beat up in a fight, they don't want the Asian character to be losing fights. And so that you can't have that happen if the movie is going to be sold in China. Interesting. So the guy, the bad guy who loses the fight can't be Asian if he's the only Asian in the movie, you know. If there are, if there's multiple, and I say Asians, uh, Chinese particularly, obviously, if they 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 care about how how they're represented as Chinese, and so you know, the Chinese government is particular about about how Chinese people are viewed and perceived on film, and they won't allow video or movies in their country if you don't fit those rules and so movie makers are actually taking that into account so but they're doing that by their own choice they can say we're going to do that or not do that meaning we will or won't sell our movie into china it's not somebody saying you have to have x number of chinese people represented or we won't give you an award because you weren't inclusive enough
1: so really quickly before we have to wrap up for the day there was an earthquake in new jersey Wow. Yeah. So an earthquake uh, struck in New Jersey in the early hours this morning. It was a 3.1 tembler that struck an East Freehold around um, 2 a.m. Uh, of course, that's East Coast time. The AP spoke with USGS geophysicist Robert Sanders, who gives the quake some historical context. He says that since 1970, two other quakes have struck within tw- 10 miles of the location. Apparently in 1979, there was a 3.5, and then in 1992, there was a 3.1. And while it was strong enough to rouse people from their sleep, it would be very surprising that you know, there was any damage anywhere. I mean, even maybe you know, knocking over a picture, but that's about it. Um, people talk about it uh, like if they thought a car hit the garage, is what it sounded like to, to people. Uh-huh. Um, but it was apparently felt in much <laughs> they have to relate to jersey. things that
0: they know <laughs>
1: yeah what's it, <laughs> say, it sound
0: like sound like the car hit the garage
1: <laughs> yeah like, yeah because if you i mean you here you're like oh that was an earthquake but if you're in new jersey yeah
0: you're not I'm thinking like, about earthquakes yeah that's not something you relate to it's like what what was that
1: yeah exactly yeah.
0: so yeah
1: apparently there's a there was an earthquake in new jersey
0: I just got a uh, an email popped in from Bolero, and Bolero is the company that bought out most of the um, bowling alleys in Southern California. And they're, if you f- scroll down, it says, "Check out a totally new way to bowl." And you scroll down, it's like, "Download our app and play virtual bowling on your it, phone." It's like the Wii. And I'm like, "Oh yeah," because I couldn't have done that before. <laughs>
1: totally new that's
0: just so like just... bowling i flick my finger and the ball goes rolling down the virtual and goes
1: <laughs> but you know it is uh oh. they're trying to i'm sure they're just trying to keep their business afloat
0: i'm sure they are i'm sure they are and which you can is download you know scary for free. yeah <laughs> that's it gotta
1: is. be scary for it that. is
0: you know i mean it's um you know, and this is a corporation. There's a lot. There are lots of small independent bowling alleys that are out there too. You know, and those people have have mortgage payments and and or and or rent payments. And uh, you know, the the pro shops that that uh, that lease space inside the bowling alley. Those are independent businesses. Uh, some bowling alleys, the snack bars are run by the company. Others, it's an independent business that leases the space and runs the little cafe that is the snack bar. Uh, slash bar inside of the bowling alley um all of those you know there's there's a whole ecosystem around that sport that hobby um as a as a currently former bowler who hopes to someday return i can relate so um let's get past this people i want to go back to bowling
1: so then you should download their app and use it and yeah, and I'm pay not gonna... for the upgrades because that's going to keep the company afloat.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, in fact, I quit bowling at Bolero sites because I didn't like the way the company was running things. I'm now bowling at in an independent alley, and I will support oh. my independent alley. But I don't like Bolero personally. Oh. I don't like the way they run their business and support leagues. So, uh, oh. or or lack of support for leagues. So. Um, Well, in
1: leagues are their bread and butter, you would
0: think. You would think, but they actually have been sort of league unfriendly. Their bread and butter is walk-ins. Walk-ins and parties. That's what they sell. And so they've turned the place more into a a party place as opposed to a place for people to bowl as sport. And it's like, great, go make your money that way. It's not what I wanted. And so... um, uh, I switched to a league that was over at Arlington Lanes um, in uh, Riverside, and uh, they're a privately held company. They charge less for line lineage and uh, and cater more to leagues. Yeah, I don't understand why you don't support leagues. These are people who show up every week and buy from your your snack bar and your bar, and they're and they're literally you can count on them like like cash they come in every week money in hand ready to pay to bowl and to buy your stuff i just you know why on earth wouldn't you want that consistency but apparently bolero's found another way so evidently we need so to wrap that. her up
1: yeah we are at the end of our show for today
0: i'm todd brinker
1: i'm Aaron brinker have a great day everybody we'll see you tomorrow bye